Welcome. You are listening to the 919 Podcast, the only podcast all about the over 1.5 million people living within and transforming the triangle. I'm your host, John Carter, and today I am joined by my good friend, Kevin Wood. Kevin and I have become close over the years, and every time we get together, we tend to talk business and Raleigh and various goings on in the area. So I thought he would be a perfect person to have on the podcast. We end up talking a lot about what it's like working for a startup in a cool city like Raleigh and his mode of transportation to and from work. And we also talk a little bit about what it's like um, starting a family in the area. I had a couple of problems with the volume on this recording, so please go easy on me with how the mic uh, tends to pick up all the extra sounds in the room, as well as how loud we are at a couple of different points. Uh, but if this is your first time listening, follow the pod on social media at the 919 podcast and make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you know the moment um, we post new content. Let's jump into my conversation with Kevin Wood. Okay, I'm here with Kevin Wood, good friend of mine. We attend the same church, interested in some of the th- same things, business, Raleigh, other intellectual things such as that. Uh, Kevin, thanks for being on the 919 podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk about startups, transportation, starting a family even. Uh, but first, tell us about yourself. Uh, how did you get to be in Raleigh and what kept you here? And um, Actually, our NC State was the only in-state school I applied for. Um, I applied to... So all your eggs were in one basket. All, uh, all, all one egg was in one basket. <laughs> Something like that. I sort of chickened out at the last minute, actually. I was, Is that a pun on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's funny. I think I was, headed to, I was headed to Texas A&M, uh, and I went to freshman orientation there. And uh, if you know anything about Texas A&M, the, the amount of school spirit that they have there is a bit intense. And for someone who didn't really care for that stuff growing up, got scared off real quick. So uh, <laughs> ended up going to my uh, my backup plan was NC State, which was not a bad thing. No, that's a good backup plan. So you didn't have any college allegiance before that? I had none. I actually showed up to NC State with a Carolina trash can. <laughs> well, at least it was a trash can. You know, that's like <laughs> that's probably the only Carolina item you could probably have on campus. I mean, it's where refuse goes. Right. So that's fine. So you uh, you went to NC State and you you've graduated. I, I, okay. I, I did graduate. <laughs> and uh, and then you just chose to stay in the area for work or what? I, I did chose, choose to stay in the area. I ended up uh, my first job out of college was working in the pharmaceutical industry and manufacturing. Um, a, a little thing about RTP or the Raleigh-Durham area is there's a lot of pharmaceutical manufacturing here. So uh, it was a great um, time to get into that because there was not much else. It was about 2007, 2008. There were, you know, a few jobs getting lost in the area, and uh, I felt I felt pretty lucky to land a job in that industry. So did you work there long? Yeah, I stayed uh, in my first company for three years. Um, ended up moving into another company. Um, a lot of our management team left, went to another uh, company called Hospira. Uh, they pulled some folks like myself um, to 
helped turn a few manufacturing sites around. Uh, they were in a bad spot uh, with regulatory agencies. Um, so we had some some fun um, rebuilding those places. Um, it sounds but, like fun. Yeah, yeah <laughs> some days. Um, well, I think, you know, you're here to talk about, I think, a really interesting subject, uh, which is startups, because you hear that from, I hear that all the time. I work for, I've worked for only two big, bigger companies. Yeah, I haven't absolutely. worked for like a startup. And I think everybody coming out of college, it sounds like the really cool thing to do. And you think of cities like San Francisco and maybe even New York or like Austin um, for, oh, I'm going to go work at a startup there or Silicon Valley. Um, but then we have a lot in the area, but I, you know, I haven't really talked to many people that have actually worked for startups. It's just a thing that like, oh, that'd be cool to do one day. So you work at a startup, right? I do. Okay. So, so what's that like going from like a company established company to a new company, very young and trying to build really quickly. What's that like? Yeah. Um, in Raleigh. You know? Yeah. In Raleigh. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's really strange when I graduated college startups weren't really on my radar and I don't know of any friends that I had that that was a thing. Um, you know, Red Hat was kind of really getting established mm -hmm. then when I had graduated college. It was so, probably on NC State's campus. Yes, yeah, so it was time. still in Centennial. Yeah. Um, so startups were, I mean, you were a, a comp sci grad if you were going into a startup at that time. Um, you weren't really anything else. But yeah, came from, uh, yeah, I worked for two large pharmaceutical companies. Um, and I, there are things I really liked about it that are also really slow moving. And I think, uh, yeah, that was the catalyst to sort of push me into something that was really different, um, where there were less rules, um, less red tape, uh, for, you know, lack of better cliche and got into a really small startup, uh, which is actually down the street from where I currently work. Um, but there were six of us we were figuring things out. We had no idea what we were doing. Uh, we built some cool stuff, um, and it was my first introduction to the startup scene. Um, I'll say it wasn't uh, all roses, though. Yeah, I mean, I think with startups, you most people just think of the cool stuff along yeah. with that, like, oh, I'm on a super young team, and uh, you know, or maybe we're earning a lot of money, but like we're all like really excited about what we do, and we're changing the world and everything. But what people don't talk about is like oh, there's a lot of work that probably needs to be done and there's probably a lot of things that go wrong because like any small business, there are things that go wrong. So yeah. was that the case uh, to a degree? I was making way better money in the pharmaceutical industry than I, before <laughs> I jumped into startups. Um, I made so little money. I, you might as well just say I was getting paid health insurance when I first started out uh, working in a startup. Um, but the, the desire and motivation to do that was to get into the tech industry um, learn software development um, and figure out what I want to do in in that industry. So did you graduate as a comp sci I graduated person? with a degree in mathematics, which is, I suppose, close enough. Close enough, yeah. yeah. So I remember us talking, we were at some college, student college, you know, event, um, student college, some college event for, through our church, and we were talking, you were talking about a transition to another uh, startup yeah. or a big company in the area. And you were kind of choosing between the two, um, so you you still wanted obviously you wanted the startup. So you know what went into that decision? Yeah, well, so the my current company uh, that I worked for, Pendo, um, was one of really three companies that I'd interviewed with. I interviewed with Cisco, um, PeopleFluent, and Pendo, 
I was very early on the stage with all of them. Um, but Pendo had been on my radar for way longer, uh, just because we were in the downtown startup scene. And Pendo is a pretty good voice in that scene. Uh, their marketing teams have been excellent since the get-go. Uh, so everyone's known them. They're just they've been present for the the last four years. Uh, you know they've been in existence for a little over five, and everyone's really known about them uh, for at least four. Everyone being everyone in the startup everyone scene. Everyone in the downtown, downtown startup scene. Are there is that a big group of people? Like is that, there are a lot of companies. So with incubators like HQ, um, the folks up in Durham, um, yeah, it's it's a, a wildly growing scene. Um, it didn't really exist, um, you know, ten years ago. You might have seen some of the early roots of it, but what we see now is is really unique. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier Austin, San Francisco, New York, Boston. Uh, these places have been really established for some time, and Raleigh is uh, kind of a, an up-and-comer um, and kind of scrappy too, right? Like, uh, I think the attitude that startups in Raleigh have is that you know they've got something to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, Pendo's one of those, and, and they've done really well with it as well. I think we still carry that attitude even now. It's probably a good attitude to have. Um, are there a lot of people that come from out of town to work here in Raleigh that you've experienced? We're getting more of them, which is it's coming, which yeah, means it's that coming. we're growing, right? Like mm-hmm. we're we're kind of growing up as a company. Uh, the fact that we're pulling talent in from uh, the Northeast, from the Bay Area, like you wouldn't get that talent if you weren't being recognized as a, a leader in the space. Yeah, when you're, and I know you travel a decent bit, more than I think most people for their jobs. And when you're traveling to other places and you say, "Hey, I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina," what kind of reaction do you get? Um, it's, we're, we're moving into much more global economy than we were previously. And even nationally, um, there's just so much more movement than there used to be. So I think Raleigh is, is certainly a recognized entity at this point. Um, there are people from the area we've, I, I've met with people across the country that are from the state. And so, uh, they, they ask like how Raleigh's doing is, is such and such place still there? You know, what's going on? Um, and so because of all this movement there's less curiosity less curiosity about what's here and more curiosity about about how things have changed gotcha so you don't get the reaction like raleigh that's so random like why would you (laughs) yeah where's that no we don't we don't really hear that very often it's oh raleigh cool yeah cool yeah it's a a cool spot awesome hey 919ers if you're thinking about putting down roots in the triangle and don't know where to begin reach out to ashley quinn with fonville morrissey premier agents network Ashley was on a past episode talking about real estate in the area. You really need to check it out. And she really knows her stuff. My wife and I loved having her help us along the home buying journey recently, and she'd be glad to help you as well. You can reach her by email at ashley at ashquinn.com. That's at A-S-H-Q-U-I-N-N.com. So I don't think we touched on this yet, but what does Pindo do? What do you do for them? Yeah, so Pendo's mission is to make software better. Uh, the way we want to accomplish that is providing really deep insight into how software is being used, and then also provide a means to message and talk to users in the application so as to either change their behavior, solicit feedback, um, so that product managers can really understand what their next move should be. That's cool. Yeah. And really cool. what do you do for them? So I do professional services. Um, 
we are a very young group where we like to call ourselves a startup within a startup. I've uh, been around um, in existence for about a year now. We do everything from implementation to training to customizations, and we're still really exploring what uh, the next year is going to look like. Uh, we have some ideas about how do we further land and further grow our business as a professional services organization. Um, it's a really exciting time. That's cool. All right. Well, I want to talk about something else uh, that you're a, I'd say you're a subject matter expert or close to it in the area, but I think I know where this is going. You don't drive to work. I try not to. So, and you also don't take the bus or like public transportation. I could, but I, again, but you don't. I don't. So, how do you get to work? And you live, for a frame of reference, you live where? Like, what would this area be called? So, this is North Raleigh. North Raleigh. The true North Raleigh. You know, true. If anybody wants to debate what North Raleigh means. North Raleigh. And, and you live about, you work downtown, so you live yeah. 10 ish. Driving would be seven miles. Okay. Uh, but I, I would not do what I do on that route. What do you do? I, I ride my bike. You ride your bike? Okay. So what's that like, it's, riding your bike every day, 10 miles one way to work? It's a game changer. And I think for, um, for people out there that don't ride, uh, that sounds like a lot. Uh, for people in this kind of community that do ride, like that sounds like, oh, that's very reasonable to ride to work. And for frame of reference, that takes anywhere from 35 to 40 minutes to travel from North Raleigh to downtown. Now, on a light day of traffic, if you're driving, that seems like a long time. But if you know things get stopped at all, um, I, I might even beat traffic some days. What made you to? What made you make that decision? Was um, it like environmentally, or you want to be more active? There, probably the latter. Um, the factors in my stage of life were that I was not exercising as much as I would like to, as much as I used to. I used to run a lot. Um, but just life circumstances don't, um, they don't facilitate that well. Uh, and so I, I, I wanted to be very efficient with my time. So I thought about a lot of different things. And I think a lot of the bike manufacturers have done a great job marketing uh, to people such as myself. Like one, we want an excuse to have like a, a cool bicycle. And right, then two... Right. Um, what better way to work out than while you're actually headed to work, right? I, I can get to work, get my workout in. I'm, I'm being extremely efficient with my time. Yeah. Are there a lot of other bikers that you're familiar with? Like you kind of wave at each other like, oh, hey, Dave. Like, how you, how you doing? <laughs> there are a handful. Um, there's like a gang of bikers. There's, there's one girl. I have no idea who she is. She has. I, I recognize her helmet, and she always is heading in my opposite direction every morning. Uh, Can't do like a wave. To we, each other. we wave to each other. Uh, you know, that's about all we know about each other. <laughs> the actually the very first day that I commuted, I was so excited. Um, I planned out my route. Was you know kind of actually anticipating this ride. I was a little nervous, to be honest with you. And I was headed up St. Mary's Hill, which I have the unfortunate route of having to go down a hill and then up a hill both ways. Huh. Uh, yeah. But uh, there's this guy, I didn't know him before, but he was riding an electric bicycle. He almost passes me going up St. Mary's Hill, but we got to know each other a little bit. Another guy that works in a, a tech company that's local here. That's so, cool. Yeah. So two biggest questions I have. Uh, actually, I have a couple questions, but one of them is, what do you do when it's raining or snowing or a hurricane or um, tornado? <laughs> I'll show you pictures later of my, my snow adventure. 
Show them to the listeners. <laughs> Just hold up your phone to your the microphone. Here's, here's the closer like. you hold it, the more they can yep. see you. Look really close. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you do? Um, I've tried to ride anyways. Um, now, there's there's been a few days when it just um, it's difficult. Like, uh, and, and I I look at the weather and I just hop in my truck. Um, but those uh, I like those days to be extremely rare. And if it's really coming down outside, I still like to be able to ride out there. Mm. And then another question is, ah, I forgot the second one. But I'm I'm more curious, and this is this is more interesting in the context of. In the triangle, we're trying to figure out more modes of transportation or get people to use more modes of transportation than just driving because everyone has been on 40, everyone, or capital, everyone knows that it's a nightmare. So we're trying to get people to bike or ride the bus or figure out a light rail or something. So do you feel like you're like, oh yeah, I'm a part of this movement that like, you know, we're trying to ride my bike or do you even really- No, I actually, I actually really do feel this way now. And that was a byproduct of what I started. I did not intend to, you know, be more sustainable. I was really just trying to get more exercise to be honest with you. It was a little <laughs> selfishly driven. Um, you weren't trying to save the world. No, I wasn't trying to save the world. I was trying to save myself to be honest with you. And, um, but the, but realizing what impact it had on other people, you know, I'm not taking up additional space on the road. Um, and then realizing that, hey, a lot of people can do this. And I, I can't say that everybody can do it. It's just, that would be silly of me to say, but a lot of people can ride their bikes to work um, or take some other alternative mode of transportation. And it's not bad. Uh, I will say that riding my bike is one of the most fun things I do during the day. It's something that I look forward to when I go to bed. Like I prepare, have a little, I didn't really have many rituals before, um, you know, preparing for work wasn't hard. You throw your laptop in a bag and right. you walk out the door. Um, riding requires you to be a little bit more prepared. Um, and so that ritual I look forward to, uh, in a life where we have few rituals. Um, and knowing that my carbon output is like so ridiculously low <laughs> compared to everybody else, I, it does, it, I don't know if it makes me like feel better than everyone else, but it but does there's feel a, good. A little bit of that smudgeness. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> Replace the smog with smug, and <laughs> yeah, and it it seemed like this really hard thing for me to do, uh, but it's not as hard as I thought. It's a lot yeah. of fun. That's cool. Do you keep up with the scene at large? Like, oh, you know, they're trying to put a bike path here, or um, do you do you follow those that news in the triangle at all? Yeah, so I've actually participated in citywide surveys, and I never did before because they didn't matter to me as much. But now I feel very much affected. You're by invested. Privacy. Yes, absolutely. That's really cool. Well, I, I definitely want to talk about that because that's not something everyone does. It's something that it's becoming more of a trend, uh, and it's going to have to uh, in the future. So, well, that's a great segue. What's it like starting a family in Raleigh? <laughs> it's great. This is one of the best places in the country to have like start and have a family i i think there's research on this right there is some research sure it's a great place. everybody should read the research that's part of the reasons why i have the podcast it's a great place to live um so you let's see you graduated 2006 ish mm -hmm. okay and when did you get married pretty soon <laughs> got married after? in 2009 okay so pretty soon after yep. and then um you just started recently having children like in the two like how old was your oldest? Uh, our oldest is seven. He'll be eight this year. Okay. So that was 2011. Right. It's about two years after we got married. Mm -hmm. um, and there was just no question like, yeah, this is a great place. Like, we're going to stay here. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, uh, whether 
you, know, you have a huge selection of great schools, both public, private, co-ops, charter schools. Um, if you want to homeschool, there's a great, uh, you know, extremely large population that's way different than homeschooling than what I grew up. And like, is your wife from the area as well? She's not. She's from everywhere. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, she is also fully on board living here, obviously. Um, it's actually extremely, I think it'd be impossible to convince her to move somewhere else. To leave. So, yeah, There's like no incentive for you to leave or move anywhere else at this point. Uh, correct. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And you, have you found that starting a family, you found like you've had a good community and you've been, you've gotten to get involved in the like area pretty well? I, I that, think so. Has that been difficult? Yeah, I think so. Um, and to anyone that's listening, I think there's, I mean, there's just so many different communities here. I don't think you'd have any trouble finding that community if you wanted it. Okay. The key is just getting out there and doing something. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to, um, and I'm going to do a rundown of some of your favorite things. Uh, so favorite restaurant. Ooh, uh, not the one that I went to last. Okay. So you, so you're, oh, well, that's a good answer. Wow, I didn't even think of it beforehand. Wow. Okay, so you like you really you're not a creature of habit. I, I I very much am. When I find something I like, I go to it a million times and then get tired of it, and move on to something else. I don't like doing the same thing repeatedly. Okay, it's difficult gotcha. for me. Cool. Um, what's a restaurant you've liked recently? Um, I will say if I were a creature of habit. Okay. There's a small uh, spot, Glenwood Grill. Probably a lot of people have heard about it, but it's uh, a local establishment that's been around for a while, and they have fantastic seafood and grits. It sounds really good. So very Southern. Yes. Favorite triangle activity? Uh, riding my bicycle. Nice. I should have seen that coming. I, yep. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> coffee or adult beverage? Um, place, so, place to go. Okay. Not just drink. With <laughs> um, this is a tough one, and I might get some... Uh, blowback from it jubala <laughs> makes my favorite espresso okay they just do mm-hmm. just a fact it's just yes okay was well, there a butt there there a, nope okay jubala, jubala. espresso i'm gotcha. landing on i'm staying there do you ever get a sweet biscuit or something there i don't like well? their biscuits they're too sweet <laughs> you're definitely gonna get some blowback from yeah that. <laughs> um most underrated thing about the triangle so Under, you hear you hear a lot about underrated. oh it's a great place to live and you know great jobs and everything but what's the most underrated thing? There are like eight hundred miles of greenway in this area. Do I you don't, know, do you know that because you bike a lot? Yes, I, I do. <laughs> eight hundred miles? I, I'm probably not giving an exact answer, but there around are a lot in of, Wake County or the, like the Triangle in general. In the Triangle in general, okay. yeah. Seems like a lot. That sounds like I mean, a lot. I mean, so you've got Noose River Trail, Tobacco mm-hmm. Road. You have the Raleigh, like the Greenway system here. Um, it's amazing. I, I think they're fairly underutilized. Gotcha. And then anything else you'd leave us with? We've talked about startups, transportation, starting a family. Any parting thoughts? I can't think of any right now. We've covered. I said my I most think clever have, comment about the restaurant, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty much spent on clever. I comments. think we've covered. I think we've covered it all. Great. So okay. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for being on the Nine One Nine podcast. Thanks for having me. It was fun. You just listened to Kevin Wood talk about startups, biking, and starting a family in the Triangle. Make sure to subscribe and check out the almost sixty episodes of the Nine One Nine podcast that are out there. 
And until next time, thanks for listening.